When Ludacris showed up for his Musicians on Musicians interview and photo shoot in Atlanta, he brought along his favorite car, a 1993 Acura Legend. I've had Ferraris, Bentleys, and all this different shit, but I think it's more the emotional attachment and the sentimental value of what that car stands for, of me having that before signing a record deal and signing a contract. 1993 was seven years before Ludacris's first hit. It also happens to be the year that Gunna, fellow Atlanta rap superstar, was born. There's been a lot of talk about a generational divide in hip-hop in recent years, and it's true that Luda and Gunna represent two different eras of hip-hop with two different styles. There was even a recent peanut butter commercial that played on the difference between their flows. That flow crazy. But there wasn't much of a divide at all when Ludacris and Gunna got together in West Midtown, Atlanta, late this summer. Both are Atlanta to the core. Gunna is signed with the Atlanta-based YSL label, and both artists have tons of respect for one of America's most important music cities. It's enormous how many diamonds we got that comes out of Atlanta like it's a diamond mine. Yeah, and a testament to that, I just love how everybody, New York people, LA people, they're always like, I love how Atlanta artists just all work together. It's second nature, it's not even nothing to think about. This is Musicians on Musicians, where the artists ask the questions. I'm Christian Horde, music editor for Rolling Stone. And in this episode, Ludacris and Gunna. Hey listeners, I want to take a second to let you know about Allstate's new lower rates. Just a little tip to help you save a lot of money. Better protection for a whole lot less. Go online or call 1-800-ALLSTATE for a quote today. For Ludacris, Gunna proves how important it is to listen to the younger generation. And listening to Gunna specifically proves how distinct an artist he is. I appreciate your style because not only have you carved your own niche out of this industry, but I think the number one compliment people can tell an artist, when you are rapping, when you are doing your thing, you instantly know that's Gunna. For Gunna, Ludacris represents a model for his career. A rapper who made it big, branched out into movies, and who gives back to his community. Gunna had questions for Ludacris, like if Luda knew he was going to have four kids, when was the moment he was sure he'd made it? In short, the two had a lot to talk about when they sat down with Rolling Stone writer Manka Perkante, starting with the fact they went to the same high school. You went to Banneger High School as well, but only for a short stint because something happened, and I'll let you talk about what happened. Bro, kick me out. <laughs> I really wasn't even that bad student. I really was just active. <laughs> and I'm like, when you try me, I'm gonna make a fool out of you. So not only was you active, you was also reactive. Because if anybody ever mess with you, then they're gonna get that reaction from you that that everybody in the, in the school system not particularly gonna like. Right. That's what it was. That's the only reason. They just didn't understand. You was misunderstood, bro. That's it. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Man, my background is, you know, it's similar. I, I wasn't born here in Atlanta, Georgia. I was born in Champaign, Illinois. And I've said this on plenty of records, but moved here at an early age. And, you know, it was all about College Park. It was all about the so South Side. So when you first moved, you moved to California? Absolutely. That's where I've been my whole life. I still live well, in you, College Park, exactly. as you know. What neighborhood first? Right okay. off Flash Shows. That was the entire, I'd say, two to three 
mile range, but all of the neighborhoods surrounding like exactly two streets. Flat because shows. you was just telling me what's the neighborhood that Corner was right. Shady Point Park. Ridge. Oh my god. Corner Ridge, aka Shady Park. Like Some that's my ones. home. Yes. I stayed in that neighborhood twenty two years. Then when I just finally left the nest, like I'm gone. I got me a spot in the city. There you go. We really trending on every side though. It's like you come on the east side, you can go on the south side, then you can go on, on the north side, then you can go over here on the west, and it's like all different trendy ways of how players kick it. Yeah. It's enormous how many diamonds we got that comes out of Atlanta like it's a diamond mine. Yeah, and a testament to that, I just love how everybody, New York people, LA people, they're always like, I love how Atlanta artists just all work together. Work together on businesses, inspire each other. Already people just getting on records. It's second nature, it's not even nothing to think about. So I love how everyone else around the world looks at Atlanta like this city has it together in the music industry because they know how their strength in numbers. But I got a question though for you. Yeah. Do you feel like it was how it is now back when you was coming up? I think it's happening even more now. We were doing it, you know what I'm saying, at the time where there weren't but so many artists popping at the time. Now it's a gang of them and everybody's working together more. And that's what I love about it. So if you think about the evolution right. and you think about the growth, then it's only happening at an even more rapid pace. Because it's more. 100%. So you would agree to that. That's what I'm saying. Everybody yeah. work together. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's easy to us, but how people look at us from all over the world, they love that. Because not every city necessarily does that so easily mm -mm. as we do it. They ain't doing it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being a part of a rap community, man, it's a... It's a firm commitment because you all roll together and it's like, there's no way not to become emotionally involved in whatever all your partners are going through. So it's like you celebrate together and when somebody goes through some hardships, you're the, you gotta be there for them on that. I remember times where some of my artists had court dates and I, you know I mean, I would show up and talk to the judge and make sure that I'm trying to tell them that this person is not a threat to society, but someone that can, you know, add to everything that's going on in a positive manner. So it's just like, I feel like when you have that rap community and you have your own blood line of artists, you got to be there for them in the good, but even more importantly, in the bad. Right. So I'm curious to know, you know, Things that nobody ever heard, not to put anybody's business out there, but I'm sure you can elaborate on some of the things that you had to do or some of the things somebody had to do for you to try and get you through something. For sure. A few times. I don't been caught up. I don't been locked up. Where yeah. I, I got all the homies that just had to help me out, get me lawyers. And now I feel like I'm in a position where I'm internationally known and getting my name up, but mm -hmm. I'm still glued to Atlanta. My day ones, they not... They not can't move with me like that. So you right. still gotta still be intact with them. So what I mean by that, you in a world still. So it's still like the other life that's going on. You got homies that get caught up. So when you get certain calls from real friends that you really had, that you knew that you grew up with, yeah, you gotta be there. Yeah. So you you got soldiers in the street, and then you got soldiers that roll with you from the street. And so basically, you hold both of them down, no matter 100%. what. Everything comes full circle because you protected and and you protect them at the same time. So it's that reciprocity. It's a it's a give and take situation. You know what you do for them, they know what they do for you. And that's where support. that support system is support all about. System.
For sure, for sure. You know, when you put the generations together, we have so much to learn from each other, whether it's business, whether it's music, whether it's us building, whether it's fans seeing us together and just wondering what the hell are they talking about. There's just so much to gain because, you know, I might be able to put you on to some game from some wisdom that I have. And you could put me on to some game. Free game. Yeah, free game. Of it's all really the things free game going for on. y'all. Like, it's free <laughs> game when we really, when players come together and commute, especially from like legends down to young legends who coming up. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and what's crazy about that is if you think hip hop started somewhere around, and don't quote me on this, 45 years ago, right? And you had the Cold Crush era, and then you have all these different eras. But now we're in an era where you hear a lot of talk about people from certain eras trying to down the younger generation. And it, I, I hate that shit so much. Because if you don't embrace what's new, you'll become your own worst enemy. And that's what I feel like is happening for anybody from the older generation that's hating on the younger generation. You don't necessarily have to like it. You know what I mean? But you got to embrace it. Right. Embrace that right. shit. And it's just like, Listen to it from a different perspective. That's what music is supposed to do. It's supposed to evolve. It's supposed to grow. You don't want every generation, every era sounding the exact same. I mean, look, I get passionate just talking about it because that's how I feel. And the last thing I say is that I'm motivated not only by what came before me, what happened during the same time as me, but I'm a competitive individual, so I'm still motivated by what is going on and the newest artist that I'm hearing that's just coming out today. Right. And I love it. Of course, I got a whole lot of other shit going on besides music, but I still listen to it with that type of ear and that type of competitive edge. Like, sure. okay, I'm a, I'm a, this is how I'm going to come after this person, but I still love it and I'm becoming a fan. What was your favorite collaboration outside of YSL? Favorite musical collaboration and why? I know that's difficult. <sighs> It's out of t- it's two of them. I gotta say it's two. Go ahead, man. That's, that's why I'm asking you. I'm it's trying two. to I'm trying to stone. I would you say something. Mariah Carey and Usher because they legends. And then like how it happened, like mm-hmm. bro, I didn't even think Mariah Carey was new player. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and Usher, like I met him and we vibed. Yeah, real player just like you, giving me game, swapping spitting it and it. Them two were just like, I really felt like, oh, you're, you're an artist. You're an like, artist. Bro, you're an artist. You're out here working with Usher. You're out here working with Mariah Carey. Like, because they wanted your services because of not only your musical capabilities and your uniqueness, but because of your lifestyle, lifestyle. how you present itself. So, man, let me just tell you, I appreciate your style just because not only have you carved your own niche out of this industry, but I think the number one compliment people can tell an artist and I'm being honest because, you know, people will tell me this as well, humbly speaking. But when you are rapping, when you are doing your thing, you instantly know that's gonna. You know what I mean? You know, you, you might right, get you right, might right, get right. little comparisons here and there, right. but the inflection of your voice and how you do your specific melodic flow to me, I know exactly when I hear you on a record. So when you hear a certain artist and it's other people in the car and they be like, who is that? That sound like so and so. Or is that? Who is that? Who is that? And you can't figure out who it is. To me, that that means you need to try and get you know, more unique. Yeah, signature. signature. So right. to me, you got your signature. You got your, you know, you in a crew with Thug. You in a crew with these different individuals. And I feel like there's a common thread. Right. But you have your own signature in that thread to where I can distinctively 
tell your voice from anyone else's. That's what I admire about you. Appreciate it. What I admire about you, like all your songs, they make sense. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't just finna just be rapping. It's gonna have hooks, real hooks that mm-hmm. move bitch, get out the way. Like, I'm, I'm putting you down. Yeah. And this is what I just learned. Like, a song, it's gotta have a what, like what you talking about and why you talking about it. It's like, mm-hmm. right. It's like it's, writing a paper in high school. See what I'm saying? So, <laughs> when I really got that, I understand songs more. And not even that, it's like you gotta make them punchlines, whether it's the melodic punchlines or you know when you're writing a verse, if you performing, what part the crowd is gonna instantly say. When I back up off that mic, right. they screaming. And I feel like you got that down peck on like, that's practice make perfect. You learn how to make songs and that's how you make hits. Absolutely. And then yeah. to take it a step further, you might be the, the, the standard, the golden standard when somebody is trying to outdo or compete when it comes to the clothing and when it comes to fashion. They like, man, what the hell is gonna do? I don't know, I gotta, I gotta compete on that level. You know what I mean? So in terms of the new generation of everybody that's out here, and this is what, this is what you pride yourself on. You know what right. I mean? For sure, I stand on drip. You stand on drip. So it's just 100%. like, that goes synonymous with everything that you stand for, everything that you put into your music, everything you put into your verses. And so it cannot just be about music nowadays. It has to be a lifestyle that goes with it. 100%. And so that's what I admire about you, man. You, you, you bring the whole lifestyle. We was just talking about Ralph Lauren a, a little while ago, and, and we were talking about how somebody might not just consider him. You know, he's a fashion icon, yes, but he's more of a lifestyle icon. Because when you take it more than just the apparel that you wear, just your clothing, then you start getting into furniture. You start getting into bedding and, and sheets and, you know what I mean, everything around your home. Because right. I just saw something you did, and it's like you take it far beyond just the clothes. You like decorating homes. You like decor. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you're taking it to a whole other level, so you developing a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? That's game. I'm, I'm going to be real. Home. I saw you post something, and I was like, man, who helped, who helped gun out I'm with this? i up homes. That's what I'm telling you. My Come on, got, man. I got a new condo, new yeah. condominium penthouse, 30, 30 floors up. I had to go get this fight together. I had before I even got the key. Yeah. I don't even like wasting no time. <laughs> I want to go ahead and be set when I get in. So first thing you did, find me a cool furniture spot. Can't give it away. I <laughs> can't. Right. I didn't post myself. I can't post y'all. I don't need everybody coming here yet. <laughs> Chill. That's the that's the opposite of what they want you to do. But go ahead. I'm telling them though, like I'm. A, don't worry about your money. I'm gonna buy it all. I'm all the stuff you. you there you need. go. Yeah. And yeah. then when I'm done, when I furnish mine's up, my, my three four cribs. <laughs> Then I'ma shut you out. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So we got that understood now. So I, so first day I'm like, man, fuck. I need, I need to go get me a U-Haul. I get my little cousins, get because I really like, I don't like doing movers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like from the south side, so you know, you like we don't. You do it yourself. Do it yourself. Get Involve your family, your family. involved. You got family. real family in, bro. Call your family. So I there call Famo. We get it together. Get us a U-Haul. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even got the key yet. They like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're gonna go get furniture. Like, you don't got the key, you sure you getting it? Yes. We go to the spot, get everything. Living room, bed, ornaments, everything you need. Everything that I need today. You, this, is, this ain't even something you necessarily took your time with. So these are your skills just based off a, a certain, like a, a very short amount of time. So what you could accomplish if you were to take your time is a whole other level yeah, of yeah. shit. Yeah, this, this is real quick, fast, everything. Right. Set though. Laid out. 
See, that our whole culture is built upon customization. Right. That's all we want to do is customize any and everything to our own. Think about it, our cars, our clothes. <laughs> that's all we ever do, man. Our music, our hair. Right. Taking our anything, our jewelry. We don't like taking anything that is mass produced. And that's always going to be the common thread about our culture and about who we are as individuals because we're too creative to just take something the way it's brought to us. We got to change it up. We want to do something to it. Got to dress it up. up. Make it real for There you go. When we talk about being unique artists, everything that is revolves around us has to be also unique to us. We'll hear more from Ludacris and Gunna after this short break. Stay with us. Hey, listeners, I just wanted to take a second to let you know about Allstate's new lower rates. Just a little tip to help you save a lot of money. Better protection for a whole lot less. Go online or call 1-800-ALLSTATE for a quote today. Welcome back. This is Rolling Stone's Musicians on Musicians. We've been listening to Ludacris speaking with Gunna. Here, Luda remembers the moment his career really took off. You got to do what you love, man. And for me, it's just like no matter where I'm at in life, I'm always using that as a stepping stone to where I want to go next. So if you remember me being at the radio station, right? Right. Radio station was only for me to try and become a rapper because I was already a rapper, but I felt like I was at the radio station. All the producers and artists come there. It's only going to be a matter of time before I can get put on, get a record deal. Sure. Became a rapper. When when was the time like that you knew like I made it, I'm on? Ah, oh, man, that's that's a really good question. There were two instances, right? Cuz I was still working at this radio station. Love a lover. I was still working at the radio station when I put out my music, when I put out What's Your Fantasy, right? I was still working there. And this was right before it really blew oh, up. Oh, you was still up there when you talking about get your fantasy. Yeah, I'm talking about this is right before the video <laughs> dropped. So this is before the entire Told. world, yeah, before the entire world kind of just knew about What's Your Fantasy. This was that fork in the road where it's, it's time to go one way or go the other. <laughs> and the song was doing so well. There's two moments at this time. One, I was on a radio station at night. Greg Street, who's one of my favorite people in the Shout entire world. Greg. And if it wasn't for Greg Street, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here from the game and advice that he gave me. But at the time, he was my competitor. So it was me at 6 to 10 at night on one station, and he's still 6 to 10 on the other station. Somebody texted me and said, Greg Street is playing your record. You know how crazy that is? He was at 103. He was at V103. And you was at 107. Right, but but as a a DJ, as a disc jockey, as an air personality, you're not supposed to do that. That's your competition. Right. What you doing playing this this hot record over here? This day hot records. So when you ask me, the moment I knew I made it is when, you know, I'm sure that wasn't necessarily Greg Street's choice to play the record, but I feel like he didn't have any other choice but to because that's how potent the streets and everybody drove that to have to be played on his station. So that's amazing. And to add to that, once he started doing that, probably about a week later, I signed my Def Jam contract at the radio station. 
And I was, while, this is while I was on air and I had to go tell him I put my two weeks in. It's like, I love y'all. It's been a great ride. Bro, but, uh, what the? I, ain't even, a, I can't even work here no more. And then the video story. came out. Video came out right after that. It's a true story, bro. That's a that's a real story. Like, <laughs> bro, you signed your deal in a radio station where you yes. worked it and then put in a two week notice. I'm out. Because they, they, I, wanted I, mean? there, I wanted there to be no gaps in any paychecks that I would have received. It's pretty much that simple. I didn't want it to be one week You're going pure. by where I did not see a check. Then acting came from that because they saw my videos. John Singleton, may he rest Video in peace. Lit. He was just like, man, I would love to. This dude is a character. I would love to try and put him in a movie and see if he can act. So we do that. Next thing you know, if I'm acting, I'm like looking behind the scenes like, okay, this person does this. This person's a director. This person's a producer. Got into producing television, you know, hosting television. And then from there, I'm like, Oh man, I wonder who created this. Like, how does this start? How do you even get to this position? How do you create something from start. scratch? I'm gonna go to the bottom. How right. Shit? So where, where the root at? Give me the, it, yeah. the root. Then it's about becoming a creator. So it's just like every single time, no matter where I'm at, I'm always looking at what's next. And everything is a blessing. So, you know, we talking about free game. I see you on that same path, man. When I was in school, I remember you coming <laughs> back to Southside and speaking and giving back. So I took heed into that, like, okay, that's what you do when you get your money, you know what I'm saying? That's what you do when you when, when people support you. Now we're gonna make sure we're gonna support him when he dropped. We on this for sure, for sure. I was a fan of you just already from that point on. And then just like when you start doing real deal movies, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, hold on. He can't be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. And I, I could I could honestly say a lot of the reason I would do Luda Day weekend for over a decade, or I would even go back every year, it could be something different. Right. You know, say for instance, if you know there was a flood here in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, getting kids coats and making sure that they're good. Whatever is going on that when when I say my people are in need the most, that's what Luda Day weekend concentrates on that specific year and time every single time. I stand on that and like never forgetting. That's why I go and do a give back every year for my side. So if the testament of me doing Luda Day weekend was gonna come for four years in a row and giving back to his specific community or who he wants to give it to, then my job is, has been rightfully done. This the only reason I got it. I feel like I, <laughs> I got to do this because it's like you make your bucket list and then when you start checking out that list, yeah. well, you better do it. Right. So you just gotta follow up and stand on everything you say. There you go. Over the last two years during this pandemic, bro, it is the definition of enjoying the fruits of your labor. I've been home, everything's been virtual, doing all my meetings, doing music, you know, doing all these different things from the crib. So for me, you're talking about 20 years of being on the road and doing shows, right? And I had this home that I adore so much. Yeah. 22 acres of land. I put this in plenty of records, but I'm for the last 20 years, I've been traveling so much that I never really truly get to enjoy my own home and all this property. So, you know, sometimes we work so hard because we know that one day we're really gonna get a chance to enjoy that. That's exactly what happened for me. So, you know, what happened was definitely terrible for the world, but you know, you always have to look at the good 
in, in the bad, bad situation. In a bad situation. And so for me, it was spending more time with my family, with my girls. Man, I got four daughters. Four girls, bro. Yeah. But you got to be dead out of the world. Like, you got to be a man of the world. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so we got a lot in common, but the one thing we don't have in common is you, you don't have any kids right, right now. And I'm out here with four daughters, and my four daughters inspired me to come out with this, this, uh, series that's coming out on Netflix is called Karma's World, which is named after my oldest daughter. So when you do eventually have some kids, let them be your inspiration right. for whatever is to come next. But okay. take your time. Think about what you were saying, you setting it up for the next. Setting it up for the okay. next. But take Still your nice. time with it. Right. You know? No, I'm chilling. Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm taking my time with that. Take your time with it. <laughs> for sure. Don't be in a rush. You good, man. You doing, you doing real good right now. I'm telling you that. I had a fever. I had a baby fever about like two months. I'm back in my bag now. Got you, man. Yeah. Back in my bag now. Don't become another statistic. You gotta populate the world on. <laughs> just messing with you. <laughs> we're supposed to populate the world. That's what we're here for. You're Especially right. when we're so blessed that we can we can bless our children. Right. You know what I mean? So you're just stacking up right now. So when you do have kids, you already know which business you're gonna hand to them or they, if they're gonna help in the, the gun of lifestyle business. Did you, you gonna figure you, it out? You knew you were gonna have a photo. Absolutely not. But I'm a only, that's a great question. I'm an only child. So for me, at one time I was good with one, but right. then you know life kind of just throws curveballs at you, and you know you gotta. Well, you wake up, I got four. Of them. Oh my god! <laughs> hey man, but listen, but if I didn't have those, I wouldn't be coming out with some of the things that I have that I feel right. like are gonna take a whole going. new generation They're to a whole other going. level. Absolutely. For sure. Yep. So man, tell me what you're working on right now, outside of the things that I already know you're working on. As we speak right now, I'm like mixing. This album, bro. I can't Man. wait to hear. Like, right. I feel like all of them be the one, but I feel like this one the one again. Like this one out of all projects, I really took my time. So that's what I've been for sure working on. And I told you that I was still like dipping in with the movies. Uh -huh. So like Keep that's that a, going. that's a, that's another aspect that's on the side. What I'm trying to clash and bring it in together, like while I'm growing. Absolutely. With these times off. With nothing, with nothing that's going on, I opened up no more businesses. There you you go. know what I'm saying? I started doing other shit that I didn't even realize that I could do. Like I had the time, like, oh, you can start on your clothing brand now. Exactly. Oh, oh now you can. Yep. You can open up your little store, little help your homie out. They've been trying to open up two car washes, just other stuff you could just tap into that I just realized, like, bro, you know, like, you don't gotta just rap either. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You really can open up you. Two, three more businesses, two on the side. Diversify. And, and start back rapping about them businesses. Diversify your business portfolio. Even though like it was like businesses closing, I still feel like it was new businesses opened up for like shit like that wasn't that you couldn't go to, like more mobile things, you know you what I'm go. saying? More virtual things. Listen, man, anybody that has a keen sense for what the future holds is gonna win every time. My brother. Yeah. Amazing conversation. Love. Hell yeah. You'll find a version of this conversation and many others in the November issue of Rolling Stone on newsstands right now. Musicians on Musicians is produced by Jasmine Morris and me. Executive producers are Gus Wenner, Jason Fine, Simon Vazic Levinson, Brian Sheka, and myself. Interview and scripting help by Manka Perkante. Our senior producer is Jasmine Morris. Mixing by Jarrett Floyd. Bridget Shelsey is our production manager. Fact-checking by Jonathan Bernstein. Dan Halpern is executive producer for Rolling Stone Video. And Kimberly Aaliyah is co-executive producer. For Rolling Stone, I'm Christian Horton. 
on our next episode, Miley Cyrus and Mickey Guyton. <laughs>